My name is Ias Douglas. I am a fourth year medical student at Harvard Medical School. I conduct research affiliated with Masters of General Hospital, the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard, and the Brigham and Women's Hospital. In this podcast today, I'll be discussing my research on sleep duration and myocardial infarction, recently published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. So as background as to why we did the study, we know that from the CDC, insufficient sleep has been identified as a public health epidemic, which to the epidemiological community really emphasizes the need to understand the risks associated with unfavorable sleep habits. From prior research, we know that there are observational associations between short, which has been variably defined as less than six or in some cases less than seven hours and long sleep duration, also variably defined as greater than eight or greater than nine hours, both being associated with increased risk for myocardial infarction. However, as with all observational research, there are limitations. One limitation is that uh, previous studies have only looked at sleep duration as an isolated risk factor for cardiovascular disease. In other words, we know that sleep is multidimensional and that there are multiple different aspects of sleep that are correlated to each other and that are important to control for to identify the independent effect of sleep duration on heart attack risk. Second, prior studies did not consider genetic risk for heart attack and whether sleep duration can offset genetic risk for heart attack or whether sleep duration can actually interact with genetic risk for heart attack so that some subgroups might get greater benefit from a healthy sleep duration. And then perhaps most importantly in observational research, there are two key limitations that limit the assessments of causality or cause and effect. We've all heard that correlation does not equal causation and this definitely applies to observational research. These two biases include reverse causality, which is where participants in studies who might have subclinical disease, such as angina, might sleep differently, and this might induce a spurious association between sleep duration and heart attack that is not real, but is driven by this bias of reverse causality. And second, there is a major limitation of what is called residual confounding, which is perhaps the greatest limitation to observational research. Although researchers typically control for multiple confounders, they cannot control for all confounders. And even for observed confounders, they in some cases cannot control precisely. And so this definitely can undermine certain associations. And indeed, when previous observational associations have been tested in randomized control trials, such as vitamin A or vitamin E supplementation, they have not held up. So in light of these limitations to prior studies and observational research at large, we set out to conduct this study. And the goals of the study were to use an epidemiologic study design and a prospective cohort study to assess the prospective effects of short and long sleep on heart attack risk. We did so controlling for over 30 covariates including multiple other dimensions of sleep, such as insomnia symptoms, sleep timing, napping, snoring, and other variables. Secondly, to build upon prior research, we considered whether 
a healthy sleep duration, which is neither short nor long sleep duration, can offset genetic risk for heart attack. And here, when we refer to genetic risk, we're referring to individuals who carry genetic variants or so-called SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms, that increase their risk for having a heart attack. We're not talking about family history, although these genetic variants in family history are sometimes weakly correlated. And then lastly, perhaps most excitingly, we use a novel method called Mendelian randomization, which utilizes a natural experiment design to assess whether short sleep has a causal effect on heart disease. This Mendelian randomization design is a novel method that uses the random assignment of genetic variants at meiosis or gametogenesis to get effects on outcomes that are independent of confounders and that are not susceptible to reverse causality. So in speaking about the findings, I'll first discuss the findings from the observational associations or the prospective cohort study. And next, I'll discuss the findings from the Mendelian randomization causal analysis. So in the observational associations, we saw that sleeping less than six or greater than nine hours were the cutoffs for increased heart attack risk over the seven years of the study. After controlling for, again, the effect of over 30 potential confounding variables, including other sleep dimensions, such as insomnia, short sleep was associated with a 20% increased risk for a heart attack prospectively, and long sleep duration was prospectively associated with a 34% increased risk of heart attack. Patients who had both short sleep duration and insomnia were at a 30% increased risk for having a heart attack, highlighting that sleep is multidimensional. Participants who had both short sleep duration and insomnia were at a 30% increased risk for having a heart attack highlighting the fact that sleep is multidimensional and that multiple unfavorable sleep habits or sleep patterns can additively increase risk. Interestingly, short and long sleep duration were also found to be risk factors for heart attack in healthy individuals who did not have major cardiovascular risk factors, such as smoking, hypertension, or high cholesterol, meaning that regardless of your baseline risk for heart attack, everyone gets benefit from sleeping a healthy sleep duration. Moreover, the magnitude of the effect did not differ depending upon age or sex. In those with a high genetic predisposition to heart attack, a healthy sleep duration, so not sleeping long and not sleeping too short, cut the risk of heart attack by 18%. And this effect was also seen across all stratums of genetic risk meaning that regardless of your inherited genetic risk for heart attack, sleeping a healthy sleep duration can cut your risk, which is a positive and hopeful message to patients. Second, our Mendelian randomization analyses. Here we conducted Mendelian randomization of short sleep on heart attack risk. We were not able to conduct a Mendelian randomization study of long sleep duration on heart attack risk due to limited genetic information on what causes long sleep duration. In our Mendelian randomization analysis, we found evidence that being a short sleeper actually had a cause and effect relationship with heart attack and was associated with a 20% increased risk of heart attack. Looked at another way, sleeping an additional hour 
was associated with a causally reduced risk for heart attack by 20%. In summary, these results suggest that healthy sleep may confer benefits across a wide range of populations, both middle-aged and older, and in men and women, independently of your cardiometabolic risk profile and independently of genetic risk. Moreover, using this novel Mendelian randomization study design, we found evidence that short sleep duration has a causal effect on heart attack risk. Short sleep duration has been called an epidemic by the CDC. And recent studies estimate that about 30% of U.S. adults sleep six hours or less per night, although in some studies this has been estimated as much as 50%. So a large population of individuals in the U.S. is at risk for heart attack due to their short sleep duration. Now, it's important to note that while sleep is important, management of conventional risk factors such as hypercholesterolemia, hypertension, smoking, should remain the focus of any efforts to mitigate cardiovascular risk. However, if individuals are interested in optimizing their lifestyle or in holistically evaluating lifestyle risk for MI, it's important first to get a sense for how patients are sleeping. And to do so requires a bit of kind of self-evaluation, which can be done through sleep diaries, or in some cases, patients like to evaluate their sleep using accelerometers or Fitbits, which importantly are not always wholly accurate in determining sleep duration. But once through whatever modality has been established that a patient is not sleeping enough or is having sleep disturbances, it's also important to determine whether there are any clear drivers of the sleep disturbance in the patient or the short sleep duration. In some cases, this may be due to insomnia, which has very effective treatments such as cognitive behavioral therapy that have minimal side effects and have very proven efficacy. It's also important to note that some medications that are given to patients with cardiovascular disease, such as beta blockers, may have effects on insomnia or sleep duration. And so working with the patient to determine whether timing of these medications may be a factor is important. But of course, these always take precedence over lifestyle risk factors. Finally, recommendations apply not only to cardiovascular patients, but to everybody, include minimizing screen time at night, which are a major contributor to delayed sleep times and shortened sleep duration. It's important to make a healthy sleep duration a priority in one's life. Too often, sleep is put aside in favor of other endeavors, which in some cases is unavoidable, but to the best of our ability, it's important to try to prioritize a healthy sleep duration. The first key take-home message is that this study represents potentially the strongest evidence to date of a cause and effect relationship between short sleep duration and myocardial infarction. The reason why the evidence is so strong here is that we triangulated robust observational evidence with a Mendelian randomization causal design. Number two is having established that short sleep duration is likely causal for myocardial infarction, 
we showed that sleeping a healthy sleep duration can offset genetic risk for heart attack regardless of your inherited risk. Meaning that DNA is not destiny and that a healthy lifestyle can mitigate genetic risk or risk conferred by conventional risk factors. And then finally, more broadly, we should think of sleep duration and sleep in general as one of the cornerstones and pillars of a healthy lifestyle. Thank you for listening today. And for more information on my research, please click the link below.